to turn it over to him. Let him be our shepherd. Let him be our comforter. Let him be what we need in our lives. He is our shepherd today. And he'll forever be our shepherd if we trust in him. Yes, Lord, we thank you right now. Yes, Lord, as we make ready to break the bread of life. But we want to remind you, this is what we need to be reminded of, to recognize. There's only one, Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. And he is our shepherd. <coughs> you shouldn't have to want for anything when you trust in the name of the Lord Jesus. We lift him up. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you give me comfort. In every way, in every place, no matter where I go, where I'll be. Yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. You give me quietness and peace. You rejuvenate my life, Lord Jesus, by your word. And your word will lead me in the path of righteousness. For your name's sake, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you right now. Thank you right now, Jesus. Even though I walk through the valleys of everyday life, of the shadows of death, as long as I have your word, I shall feel no evil. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For you're with me every day in every way. With your spirit and with your word, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. There's nothing else can give you comfort like God's words. And you always prepare a place, a table before me in the presence of my enemy when everything is going bad or sad or not going right. When everyone has turned against me, you still prepare my table, Father. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You have anointed my head with oil, that you've entrusted me with your word, God. Fill my heart with your spirit. And I'm overflowing with the love of joy and happiness. Thank you, Jesus. For surely, Lord, for surely, surely, Lord, goodness and mercy. It's going to follow me all the days of my life, every day in my life, every day I awake, every day I'm alive, every day that I can see. And that's enough reason for me to dwell in your presence, in your house of worship, to glorify you all my life, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. 
Yes, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. Forever, Lord. Hallelujah. Forever, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done and everything you're doing. We praise you right now, Jesus. Hallelujah. We need you, Lord, every day, every minute, every hour, every second of our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In your house. In your house shall I dwell. Shall I give you praise? Shall I glorify your name? Magnify you? Lift you up? Oh, my God, thank you right now. Somebody ought to be thankful right now. You're alive and well to give him praise, to give him glory, to give him thanksgiving forever. Won't you glorify him with me and praise his name? Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. We magnify you and we lift you up. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today for another chance and opportunity. Bless your words. Send your words. Speak your words through me. Father, as I have allowed myself to be humbled, be used by you, let your people hear your voice through my voice and not me, but hear your spirit that it bring forth newness, that it bring forth conviction and convincing, Father, that they will look within themselves and see whatever it is that need to be corrected. And this only can be done by your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. We praise you forevermore. Amen and amen. Amen. Good morning again. Praise the Lord. We are ready. We are ready to turn into your Bibles. If you have one, if you're able to look in the book of Revelation, chapter 22. Chapter 22. Hallelujah. Chapter 22. Verse 17, there is a word for you today. Hallelujah. Chapter 22, verse 17. And it reads, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Today we have a word, and I want to read that verse again. I want to give it to you another way. If you misunderstood anything that it was saying right there, in this message in Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, the Holy Spirit and the bride, the bride which is the church, believers, say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take and drink the water of life without a cost. Today, I give you an invitation here and in revelation of the final call. 
the final invitation, the final message, the final chance that you will have to make ready whether to be with Jesus or whether to be eternal in eternal damnation. This is not a game, brothers and sisters. This is not an advertisement. This is not a joke. This is not a derogatory message. This is not a message to demean or tear down anyone, any church, any ministry, any pastor of anywhere. But this is a message to you as a call, as an invitation, that you have a choice. Jesus died for us to have the free will choice. To choose whether we want to live eternally with him or not. We know that the Bible tells us for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is no one in this world that haven't sinned because you were born in it. But Jesus came that we might have a chance. This message is not about where you go to church, where you attend church. This message is not about whether you're a pastor, whether you're a bishop, whether you're a missionary, whether you, whatever office or position that you hold. But this message is about a personal relationship with Jesus. This message is about salvation. This message is not about attendance of church. This message is not about religion. This message is about salvation. Whether you choose eternal life or whether you choose eternal damnation. And Jesus said this, and he spoke to John, and I'm going to back up here in 22. Beginning at verse 1 here, uh, verse 6, excuse me. And he said, the angel said to me these words. I trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angels to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Verse 7 says, Jesus is coming. He's coming. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. Verse 8, this is where I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers, the prophets, and of all who keep the words of this book. We're talking about the Bible, the Holy Scriptures. He says to worship God. Then he told me, John says, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book because the time is near. Let him who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let him who is vile continue to be vile. 
Let him who does right continue to do right. And let him who is holy continue to be holy. Before we move to the next verse, this verse here wants us to understand. If you are caught up, if you are trapped, if you are messed up, if you are lost in whatever you're doing, when the time comes of the coming of the Lord, you won't have a chance to change. You won't have a chance to turn around. This is why that verse said, whatever they're doing at that point in time, if they're doing wrong, you might as well keep doing it. Whatever they're saying, whatever the activity they're involved in at that time, you might as well not stop. And he says, if those that are right, that are holding to the commandment of God, let him keep doing so. Otherwise, there will be no second chances. And let him who is holy continue to be holy. If he's living righteousness, continue to live that way until the end. We cannot live a life any way we decide or choose. With all the sinful activities and practices of our lives and expect that in the end that you're going to have a chance to get to heaven. This is the final call. This is the final definition, the invitation for you right now. Those that hear this word, this message, it's a warning. It's an invitation. It's to give you a heads up right now while you have a chance. Verse 12 said, Behold, I am coming soon. I'm coming soon. He said, My reward is with me. And I will give to everyone according to what he has done. And I am the Alpha and the Omega and the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He says, blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs. Those who practice magic arts, the sexual immorals, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. He says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. We're going to stop there before we finish reading this. He is giving you a chance right now. Right now. No matter where you are, what you're doing, how you do it, how you figure it out. The only way that you're going to make it to heaven with Jesus is that you come to him now. He has already said in verse 12, he said, Behold, I, Jesus, am coming quickly. He said, My reward is with me. My reward is with me to give to each one according to the merit of his deeds. That merit of his deeds is his earthly works and faithfulness. His earthly works and faithfulness. So whatever you're practicing, the things that you're doing, if it doesn't please God, if it doesn't add up with his commandments. Every deed that's done in this old body, this old sinful nature that's gone back to the dust of the ground is going to have to pay a penalty. The soul is going to have to pay the penalty for deed done into the body if it hadn't been forgiven and the sin washed away and thrown in the lake of forgetfulness from Jesus.
This is a call to you today. This is a call to pastors, to churches, to members, to politicians, to governors, to family, to mothers, to fathers, to dads, to sons, to daughters. To everyone, to every person that is alive, to everyone that God has created that have a life that lives right now, no matter what ages you are, who you are, where you are, what you're doing, this is a call to you today. It's time for you to stop your sinful ways and practices and activities, or else you're going to pay the penalty. You're going to have to pay for the works and the deed that is done before the Lord in his sight. You best recognize that he is keeping a measure and a leisure of everything that you are doing, everything that you have done. He has a book on everybody. He has everything written down. Whatever you've said, whatever you've done, how you acted, whether it's in the past, the present, or going into the future, but mostly of the past, anything that you've ever done and anything that you're doing right now, he sees it and it is being recorded right now. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's time to turn. Turn from your wicked way. You're wondering why we have so much murdering and killing. So much hatred, so much bitterness, so much unforgiveness, and all of this stuff that's going on because, and we say, we are believers. Well, most people say they're Christians. Everybody Christian either. Those that even practice, practice sinful lifestyles and the way they live, they're Christian. But that's not Bible. That's not God's word. If you are a believer, if you are a born-again believer, there is to be a change. There has to be a change. There must be a change. A transformation from the mind that you were born with, from the day that you were born, from your mother womb, until the day that you live right now, if you're listening to my voice. That mind, that heart has to change. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what you're doing, what nationality you are. The same thing applies to everyone and everybody. Nobody gets a different way. Nobody gets a different direction. Nobody gets a different path to righteousness. No one. There is no different ways. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's no five faiths. There's no five lords. There's not all these other gods. And the thing that they call gods, the images that they try to make like a god that can't talk, can't speak, can't see, can't do anything, is not a god, but it's just an image of idolaters up against something. How can you trust something that can't see back, can't speak back, don't know nothing, can't create nothing, hadn't built nothing, then give you the breath of life? How do you think that you are living right now? How do you think that you are able to perform the activity in your life right now of preaching to people that want to be saved, that want to be born again, that want to change their life, that want to go to heaven and not just practice a daily routine or performance of just attending church, just going to church, that saying they've been in church, just standing in the pulpit, just saying something for a dollar, just preaching for money and not preaching for soul and not deliverance of life and changing life. It's time for the change through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. The demand is now. 
Now, the call is now. The Bible says, if you're a believer, action take place when you're a believer. Anybody say they are Christian can act like or presume or pretend that they're Christ-like, but when you become a believer, when you become a born-again believer, your actions and your words and your lifestyle lines up with God's word. It lines up with God's word. Or else you will pay a penalty. And here's what he says in verse 18 of Revelation chapter 22. He says, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. Do you hear what I'm saying today? Everyone, even to those that is handling God's word. He said, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes Huh? Words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies of these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. And that is what's happening right now. It's not because you're performing such a great duty. It's not because you're living such a righteous life. It's because of grace and mercy that is over our lives as I speak right now. If anyone... I'm going to read that verse again. He said, I testify and warn everyone, everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. What do you mean, Pastor? That means it's predictions, it's consolations, and it's admonitions. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues, meaning he will add to him the afflictions, the calamities which are written in this book. In this book. In this book. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this book. Verse 14 says, verse 14 in Revelation says this, blessed mean happy and prosperous to be admired are those who wash their robes, which means who wash their robes in the blood of Christ by believing. You hear what I said? By believing. Huh? I said by being Christ. -like. He says by believing and rushing or I'm trusting, excuse me, by trusting in him. The righteous who do this, who do his commandments so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. Let me say it again. The righteous who do his commandments so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. 
Do you think you just die and just pass away and your body just go to the dust of the ground and that's it? No, that's not just it. If you've been fooled by those training or teachings, then you need to reevaluate your life. You need to reevaluate your studies, your hearing, and who you're listening to. Hallelujah. And he goes on to let us know what's going on out here in this world. He said, outside are the dogs. The dogs. What are the dogs? The godless. The impure. Those are low moral character. And the sorcerers. With their intoxicating drugs. Don't you see that happening today? And the magic arts. And the immoral persons. Which are the perverted. And the molesters. And the adulterers. And the murderers. murderers and the idol idolaters. And everyone who loves and practices lying. And practicing deception and cheating are going to the lake of fire. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. I don't care what other people are saying. Anybody that's trying to change anything, what this Bible said, God has already spoken what is going to happen to them. I don't care what group, what church, what any, any other thing that goes against this word, this Bible, this particular saying, what Jesus has said, he is setting himself up for damnation. Yes, he is. God's word is to be spoken directly the way it is. We as men and human men stop trying to fix God's word. Stop trying to change God's word. Stop trying to make it be something different than what it is. It is what God says it is. And it's going to be that way until the day that we leave this earth. Don't make no difference by how many groups. It doesn't make any difference by how many laws they try to change and make it comfortable for you to live in your sin. Yes, live in your sin. Practice in your sin. Homemonging, fornicating, adultery, living with each other, sleeping with one another, not married, and performing all of these same-sex marriages. All these things goes against the principle, the word of the true and living God. I said the word of David Garrett. I said the word of the true and living God. I've been commissioned to preach exactly what the Bible says, not what somebody tell me and not what you want to hear. I know you don't want to hear it, but you got to hear it and you will hear it whether you like it or not. That's what Jesus said. That's what the Bible says. That's what it's going to be. Whether I like it, whether you like it, whether anybody like it, it's still going to be what he said. Somebody shout hallelujah. It's going to be what he said. No, there's no sense in trying to. There's no sense in trying to compromise. There's no sense in trying to make your life feel easy about what you're doing and how you live. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. This is the final invitation. This is the final invitation. I, Jesus, have sent my angel. He said, "I sent my angel." To testify to you, to give you assurance of these things for the churches. Don't do what he said, for the churches. 
Don't you remember? Don't you remember the seven churches that he sent word to, that he warned them, that he told them, and that he recognized the sin that they were living in? Yes. In Revelation, he mentioned it. He sent it to them. And he's sending it to us today, right now, as I speak what I'm speaking. That's what he's saying right now. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn. Turn. The seven churches. He mentioned it to them. He told them. Hallelujah. He warned them. The message to Ephesus, to the angel, the divine messenger of the church in Ephesus, right? These are the words of the one who holds firmly the seven stars, which are the angels or messengers of the seven churches in his right hand, and one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, the seven churches. He goes on to tell them, I know your deeds. I know your deeds. The message to Smyrna and to the angel, the divine messenger of the church in Smyrna, right? These are the words of the first and the last absolute deity, the son of God who died and came to life again. I know your suffering and your poverty. I know what you're going through. Hallelujah. I know what you're dealing with. To the message to Pergamum and to the angel, divine messenger of the church in Pergamum, write this. These are the words of him who has and wields the sharp two-edged sword in judgment. I know where you dwell, a place where Satan sits enthroned. Yet you are holding fast to my name and you did not deny my faith even in the days of Antipas. And it goes on. But that warning, what I'm trying to tell you, he's warning, being warned, you've been warned, we're being warned every day, all the time, to the church, to the message, to Thyteria, and to the angel, divine messenger of the church in Thyteria, right? These are the words of the Son of God, who has eyes that flash like a flame of fire in righteous judgment, and whose feet are like burnished white hot bronze. He says in 19, I know your deeds, your love and faith and service and patience and endurance that your last deeds are the more numerous and greater than the first. I know them. I know what they are. I know what they are. And the message to Sardis, to the angel, the divine messenger of the church in Sardis, write this. These are the words of him who had the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. I know your deeds. You have a name. In other words, you have a reputation. You have a reputation that you are alive, but in reality... But in reality, you are dead. You are dead. And then he tells them in verse 2. Here, this is Revelation chapter 3. 
And verse 2, he says, wake up and strengthen and reaffirm what remains of your faithful commitment to me, to Jesus, which is about to die, for I have not found any of your deeds completed in the sight of my God or meeting his requirements. He know your deeds. He know the requirements that you met. And he know the requirements that you haven't met. And the message to Philadelphia, to the angel, the divine messenger of the church in Philadelphia, right? These are the words of the Holy One, the true one. He who has the key to the house of David, he who opens and no one will be able to shut. And he who shuts and no one opens. I know your deeds. I know your deeds. He said, I've set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. For you have little power and have kept my word and have not renounced or denied my name. That's to the one that held on to the righteousness of living holy. And the message to Laodicea, the final one, to the final church. Hallelujah. To the angel, divine messenger of the church in Laodicea. Right. These are the words of the Amen. The trusted and faithful and true witness, the beginning and origin of God's creation. I know your deeds. He said that you are neither cold, which means you are not even invigorating, you're not even refreshing, nor hot. You're not even healing. You're not even therapeutic. You can't even rebuild yourself. He says, I wish that you were cold or hot. He says, I wish you would make up your mind. I am saying to you this morning, you cannot live in the ways and the means of the world and say that you're serving God. You've got to give all of your life, every being, every portion of your soul to the Lord and not to the world. You say, well, that means I can't have any fun. You weren't built to have fun. You were built to praise the Lord. That's what you were built for. You were made to give him glory. You were made to glorify his name. You were made to give him thanksgiving. That's where your fun, that's where your happiness is. That's where your peace is. Not in the world. Not in the things. Not in the materialistic things. Not in the vacations. They're not in all of those things. Those are temporary things. They are vain things. They are empty and they will not last. They won't last. But this is the word. This is the final invitation. This is the final invitation that I leave with you today. You can accept it or you can deny it. It's up to you. It's up to you to recognize whether you want to give it to Jesus, whether you want to let him have his way. It's up to you. But I know one thing, it's time. It's time to give it to him. It's time to let him have his way in your life once and for all. I'm not talking about this part-time life that you've been living. 
I'm not talking about sometimes you go to church. I'm not talking about sometimes you read your Bible. I'm not talking about sometimes you pray. I'm not talking about every other event that you go through to the church because it's an event. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about truly being sold out for Jesus. Truly being sold out for Jesus. It's time to give yourself to him. It's time to give yourself to him. Give yourself to him. Let him have his way in your life. Won't you call on him today? Won't you tell him, Lord, I'm tired of living this pretending life. Like I got it together. I've been fooling myself for a long time. Won't you tell him, I've been fooling myself. Even, even in my attendance to church services, I've been fooling myself because I've been thinking just because if I just show up, everything in my life will be all right. Won't you let him know, I haven't received the power of your Holy Spirit. I haven't recognized who you truly are in my life. I've been haphazardly, halfway stepping in and stepping out, trusting you, believing you, half-heartedly, not wholeheartedly, not believing in you with all my heart, with all my might, with all my strength. I've been faking too long. I've been pretending too long. I've been going through the motion too long. I've been dealing with this part-time life that I'm a Christian or that I'm a believer because everybody is a Christian nowadays, but are they a believer? Because believers sets themselves aside from what Christians are. You see, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm tired of pretending like everything is all right in my life. I'm tired of putting on front as if I'm okay on the inside and I'm hurting. I'm tired of pretending that I believe you and that I trust in your healing and deliverance and yet I just haphazardly just go through the motion. I'm tired of, of, of living my whole life, a wretched life, all my life and hadn't realized that it's time for me to turn to you. Lord, I, I don't want to wait until it's too late. Your word has already told me the day that you hear my word harden not my heart. This message came out, has come out for me today, Lord. And it has pricked my heart. It has caused me to recognize I'm not where I thought I was. I'm not where I ought to be. I'm not where I should be. I've just been going through the motion. A lot of you out there, you've been going through the motion, but you won't admit it. A lot of you just been going to church, but you haven't received nothing. You haven't trusted him fully. You haven't turned your life. You haven't committed yourself to him. See, it's easy to go to church and commit to the programs. That's, that, that's okay. But I'm talking about committing yourself to Jesus, committing your life wholeheartedly to him. Loving him with all your heart, with all your might, with all your mind, with all your strength. You can't love him and have everything else on your agenda more of a high priority than he is. It won't work. It won't work. Because he said he's a jealous God. 
And what he means in his jealousy, he means he will not take second fiddle to anybody. He will not take second place to anyone. Not to your wife, not to your children, not to your husband, not to your family. <clears throat> he will not take second place to no one. No one. Not to your job, not to your car, not to your money, not to your stuff, nothing. Not to your millions of dollars. If you're a billionaire, millionaire, he will not take his second place to any of it. Because he owns it all. He is the creator and maker of all things. And if you haven't realized that, it's time that you start to realize. Father, we thank you right now. Thank you for this word, Lord. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanksgiving. Father, heal and deliver those that's sincere in changing their lives and turning their lives and committing their lives to you and believing you wholeheartedly and being transformed from an old way to a new, forgetting the old ways, the habits, the conversation, the hangouts and everything, but to a new way of life, of holiness to righteousness. Father, we thank you right now. Thank you for this invitation. Thank you for this final call. We give you praise, Lord, and we glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you forevermore. We say amen and amen. May God bless you. <laughs>